Thank you, brethren, for uh, coming to the altar. Uh, today, we are sharing um, on the theme, you will hear a voice behind you. It is drawn from Isaiah chapter 30 and verse 21. And uh, uh, we'll, we'll, we will uh, read um, a little bit uh, uh, further, starting from Isaiah 30 and verse 19, um, reading in the NIV. Uh, people of Zion who live in Jerusalem, you will weep no more. How gracious he will be when you cry for help. As soon as he hears, he will answer you. Although the Lord gives you the bread of adversity and the water of affliction, your teachers will be hidden no more. With your own eyes, you will see them. Then our key verse, verse 21, whether you turn to the right or to the left, your ears will hear a voice behind you saying, this is the way, walk in it. Uh, then 22, then you will desecrate your idols overlaid with silver and your images covered with gold. You will throw them away like a menstrual cloth and say to them, away with you. Uh, Father, we just want to thank you so much for this day. Thank you, Lord, uh, for uh, gathering together. And I pray that indeed your presence, your anointing will be with us as we gather in your name. I pray, Lord, that even uh, you will open our ears uh, to hear you. But more importantly, Lord, that you will improve our capacity, our capability uh, to hear you, that these words that were spoken by your servant, uh, Isaiah, becomes a reality in our life. In Jesus' name, amen. Uh, so, friends, I will uh, I'll be covering um, about four things. I'll make an introduction, and then I'll talk about uh, the disconnect between Israel and God, just, you know, preceding Isaiah 30 and verse 21, uh, the Bible describes a disconnect between Israel and God. And then I'll also talk about then the transformation of Israel from an obstinate to an obedient uh, 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 children. And finally, I will conclude with Three lessons from our key verse, uh, Isaiah 30 and verse 21. So uh, by way of introduction, um, Isaiah 30 verse 21 presents a situation of constant availability of God's guidance. You know, this. if I can read it again, whether you turn to the right or to the left, your ears will hear a voice behind you saying, this is the way, walk in it. And friends, uh, this situation of constant uh, guidance from God is a situation where there is no regret, 
because you will not make a mistake and then later regret. And there's a situation where there's no guilt because you are not going to, uh, to, to, to do anything that will offend the Almighty God. You know, when you have that kind of guidance, if you are a city person like most of us who are on call today, you will not get stuck in a jam because that voice will tell you exactly what time you should start your journey and what route you should take so that you don't get stuck in a jam. And I want to say that a life without God's guidance is like a life uh, where somebody is stuck uh, in, a, in a jam. I remember uh, sometime last week, I witnessed a jam which was so bad that even border borders could not pass. So when our life lack the guidance of God, it can become so messy and we get so stuck. You know, um, um, uh, when you have that this guidance, you will not uh, fail to respond to an interview question. For instance, if you're looking for a job, you will not fail to make a sale if you are a business person. Um, um, you will not get married to the wrong person. So basically, uh, as I've said, uh, Isaiah was telling Israel that you are coming into a point in your journey where you will not have regret, where you will not have guilt. Why? Because whichever direction you turn, there will be this voice behind you. So the voice is already there behind you. But what was different here now is that Israel would hear this voice and this voice would then direct them which way to go. Yes, but then uh, in the earlier verses, we see that there was a disconnect between Israel and uh, and 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 uh, and God, and I just want to pick uh, a few of the verses that uh, highlight uh, this disconnect that existed between uh, Israel and God. So we'll look at uh, uh, verses uh, one and two, and then perhaps uh, nine to, uh, to 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 thirteen, just to to bring this picture. Uh, Isaiah 30 and, uh, and uh, verse 1 and 2 says, War to the obstinate children, declares the Lord, to those who carry out plans that are not mine, forming an alliance, but not by my spirit, heaping sin upon sin, who go down to Egypt without consulting me, who look for help to Pharaoh's protection, to Egypt's shed, for refuge. So what do we see here? Uh, one, uh, uh, God talks about uh, obstinate uh, children. And then he talks about people who carry out plans that are not uh, his. I remember when I was uh, sitting on the cathedral council, uh, there would always be this conversation. Uh, the plans that we are making, are they of God or are they uh, just our own? Uh, plans, you know. So when the plan is not of God, it is a significant thing. Then it talks about forming an alliance, but not by my spirit. That means that you look at things from uh, a human perspective, from a natural perspective, but not from a spiritual 
uh, uh, perspective. It talks about those who go down to Egypt without consulting me. So how many times have we made significant decisions, but without consulting God, who look for Pharaoh's protection to Egypt's shed for refuge. So even sometimes looking for protection and uh, forgetting the protection that God offers. And if we can uh, scroll down to verse 9, it talks about, for these are rebellious people, deceitful children, children unwilling to listen to the Lord's instruction. They say to the seers, see no more visions, and to the prophets, give us no more visions of what is right. Tell us pleasant things, prophesy illusions, live this way, get off this path and stop confronting us with the Holy One of Israel. Therefore, this is what the Holy One of Israel says, because you have rejected uh, this message, relied on oppression and depended on deceit. This sin will become for you like a high wall cracked and bulging that collapses suddenly in an instant. So if I can just then uh, quickly uh, uh, pick out just uh, aspects of this disconnect, this disconnection uh, between Israel and God. Um, uh, first, there's the uh, description of Israel as being obstinate. That means that they were stubbornly refusing to change their ways even when God told them otherwise. And the question that we need to ask ourselves is, are we obstinate or are we obedient? Are there things where God has spoken to us and we have uh, stubbornly refused? I recall a time when the, the, the Holy Spirit began to nudge me to uh, start praying uh, at um, hours that I considered awkward. Sometimes I would sleep maybe like at uh, maybe 10 or 11. And then at midnight, I am awake. And then when I check the watch, I want to continue uh, sleeping. At times, I would find myself awake at 3 a.m., you know, so then with time, I realized, no, this is the Holy Spirit calling me to pray. But it took a bit of time for me to realize that and to realign myself to, 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 to now uh, take that moment and plug in uh, into prayer. You know, so um, are there things, you know, there are they, they sometimes beliefs that are not even founded in the Bible, but because we have carried it on uh, from the traditions that we are exposed to. We, we, we hold on to it. And I'm not talking about things that are, are obviously even sinful. Yes. Uh, so, 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 so Israel is uh, des described as uh, obstinate. But then there is a warning that the, the war to you, that you're going to suffer uh, consequences uh, you're going to suffer great sorrow or distress if you continue being obstinate. Then there, are, uh, there's the part of making decisions without the guidance of the Holy Spirit. You know, the Holy Spirit is our teacher and our counselor, but how much counsel do we seek and receive 
from him? How much uh, instruction do we seek and receive from him? Then they were trusting in Egypt, which was the superpower at, the other t- at that time. That means they were looking at having uh, a godfather who is not God, our father in heaven. You know, going down to Egypt without consulting God, uh, looking for help to, for, uh, for Pharaoh's protection, uh, uh, taking Egypt as their shed for refuge, and forgetting that God is already uh, uh, all these things to them. Then the other bit is uh, of the disconnect is normalizing of sin. Isaiah talks about heaping sin upon sin. And the particular sins that are cited uh, included deceit, oppression, and idolatry. And when we look around uh, our uh, surrounding, we see these sins uh, very much uh, in play. We see deceit. You know, people uh, people lie. You know, even in church, even believers uh, will lie. Uh, 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 we see oppression. Um, uh, they, 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 those who have money oppress those who don't have money. And those who don't have money also oppress those who, who, who have money. We see idolatry uh, uh, around us. You know, so this is like he's speaking uh, to Uganda uh, today. He talked, uh, you know, and, 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 and Micah, uh, Micah uh, re-echoes this in Micah chapter 3, verse 11. He says, Her leaders judge for a bribe, her priests teach for a price, and have prophets health fortunes for money. And friends, these are things that are happening in our days and time that um, there is the expectation that to get service, to get protection, uh, to, to, to go ahead in life, one has to offer a bribe. Um, uh, the, then we see the gospel uh, being sold uh, for money, priest teaching for a price. We see prophets, you know, uh, telling fortunes uh, for, for, for a money. People are flocking to prophetic meetings, uh, really uh, uh, to uh, and big offertories are being collected. And then the, the, the last bit is resisting the true message from God. You know, they were telling their prophets, don't see anymore, you know, uh, don't tell us those words uh, from God. So this was the disconnect. But then there was a, a transformation. Now, this transformation, we need to have it. We need to pray about it. We need to hold on to it because it is that transformation that then brings us to Isaiah uh, 30 and verse 21 to that point now when we can constantly receive God's guidance and the transformation uh, had these aspects number one was repentance and faith uh, in verse 15 of Isaiah 30 uh, the Bible says this is what the sovereign Lord the Holy One of Israel says in repentance and rest is your salvation in quietness and trust is your strength, but you would have none of it. So friends, Isaiah is making it clear that yes, to now make this shift uh, from, from being obstinate to obedient, the first thing is repentance. And then added to that repentance is to have faith 
in God. Because this rest is about having uh, faith, about having this deep abiding trust in God uh, Almighty. So in repentance and rest is your salvation and in quietness and trust is your strength. So we don't just get this faith for only salvation, but we get this faith to keep on the walk uh, of being born again. And this is one of the, the, the things that, that will bring the transformation. The other thing that brings the transformation is the grace of God. Uh, verse 19, uh, people of Zion who live in Jerusalem, you will weep no more. How gracious he will be when you cry for help. As soon as he hears, he will answer you. So friends, the Bible tells us that you know, when we come to God in the place of prayer, where God is seated is a throne of grace and mercy. You know, so this God who, who, who promised grace to Israel has also now promised grace to us. And it is this grace that helps us to be transformed from being obstinate and to being uh, obedient. And this grace makes our cry to be heard uh, by God, and that as soon as he hears this cry, he answers. And, 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 and this also is an encouragement to us to bring our cries to God, to bring our prayers uh, to God. And the Bible says that it is by grace that we have been saved, and this is through faith, and it is not of ourselves. And then uh, the third thing that Isaiah brings out is, the, the, the importance of the teachers. Verse 20, although the Lord gives you the bread of adversity and the water of affliction, your teachers will be hidden no more. With your own eyes, you will see them. And we know that the greatest teacher now uh, is the Holy Spirit, that the Holy Spirit will not be hidden uh, from us. And, uh, and, 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 and that we will then be able uh, to see him. So these three things help them then in the transformation, the repentance and faith, the grace of God, and the teaching uh, of the Holy Spirit. Now, if I then can, we can then go to our verse as, uh, as, 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 as I, I come to the conclusion. So then verse 21 says, and your ears will your ears will hear a word behind you saying, this is the way, walk in it. When you turn to the right and when you turn to the left. So there are three things here that comes out. One is the ability to hear God. And I don't know how many of you have struggled with the, 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 that question, how can I hear God, when do I hear God? And when you hear people say, God told me this, God told me that, you're wondering, how do they know that God has told them? And so the, Isaiah here is saying, your ears will hear a word behind you. So he's saying, you will get an ability to hear God. And, and, and friends, in our context, how do we get, how do we develop and how do we sustain this ability to hear God? And I want to suggest a few quick things. Number one is that you we need you need to read, you need to study, and you need to meditate on the word of God. Because without the word of God in you, uh, you will not 
really have the ability to tell whether what you are hearing is of God or not. And sometimes you may hear voices and they are not of God. But when you have the word of God in you, it is like a magnet that then attracts the voice of God. So let us read the written word. Let us study the word and let us meditate on it. This is one of the, 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 the building planks, the foundation of hearing God. And then the Bible also tells us in, in, in Joel uh, that uh, young men will see visions. You know, so God can give the ability uh, uh, to, to, to see visions. And there are two kinds of visions, friends. There's an open vision. When you, you, your eyes are, when you awake really and your eyes are open and you can see that. And then there's the one where you can get in a dream. Then the Bible also says old men shall dream dreams. Now, this is God-given abilities. And some of us, when God gives you the ability, instead of thanking God, instead of uh, praying to him that you grow in that ability, you ignore it or you even become afraid of it. But you need to, we need to embrace this so that God, we can then hear God. The other ability comes then in the gifts of the Holy Spirit, which the Bible describes uh, in 1 Corinthians uh, 12, verses 8 and 10. So if I can just read those verses, the Bible says, To one is given in and through the Holy Spirit the power to speak a message of wisdom, to another the power to express a word of knowledge and understanding according to the same Holy Spirit, to another the working of miracles, to another prophetic Insight, which is the gift of interpreting divine will and purpose, and to another, the ability to discern and distinguish between the utterances of true spirits and false ones, and to another, various kinds of tongues, to another, the ability to interpret such tongues. So here we see different spiritual gifts which all contribute to the ability to hear God. We see the, the, the gift of the word of wisdom. We see the gift of the word of knowledge. We see the gift of prophecy. We see the gift of discernment. We see the gift of uh, speaking in tongues and interpretation of tongues. So all these uh, uh, contribute to the ability to hear God. And it's especially now in the dispensation that we are in, when the spirit of God is poured upon all flesh, we need then to desire and we need to practice and we need to maintain and sustain these giftings. So sometimes you may find that this gift, uh, you have it as an individual, but also God often gives this gift in the context of the body of Christ and which therefore calls upon us to fellowship with other believers so that we can enjoy and, and benefit from the gift. So that is one of the things, the ability to hear God. You will hear a word. The other thing that comes from our verse, our key verse, is specific guidance from God. And this, the, the guidance says, this is the way, walk in it. It is not uh, something which is uh, uh, a maybe or perhaps, but it is specific. This is the way, walk in it. And I was just thinking about this thing of, 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 of guidance, and especially for us men, 
you know, uh, um, uh, it is said that uh, when a man is maybe, say, driving and they are lost, you know, the, 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 the ego does not allow them to ask for direction. So it will continue driving round and round and round and round. But, but women, on the other hand, will quickly ask uh, for, 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 for direction. So to, to, to get direction from God, we also need humility. The humility to say, Lord, give me guidance in this matter. Uh, and, 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 and so, um, and we see in the scripture several examples when people got specific uh, direction uh, from God. In fact, uh, the Bible uh, describes, uh, you know, Elisha uh, in Second Kings chapter 6, when the, 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 the king of Assyria was complaining and said, you know, he would make plans. And then the king of Israel seems to always know about his plans before they are executed. So the king of Assyria was asking, who is the mole? Who is the traitor among us? Who is leaking my plans to the other king? Then the people said, no, 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 no. It is not uh, uh, that way. But Elisha, the prophet who is in Israel, tells the king of Israel the very words you speak in your bedroom. So this was how close the, 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 the guidance and the connection that Elisha had with God, that he would be able to accurately tell what the, 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 the other opposing king was planning, uh, uh, and yet they were several miles apart. So, so this is what happens when there is specific guidance. But then there's also uh, the third thing, timely guidance. When you turn to the right, that point you get a timely guidance a guidance when you turn to the left at that point you get a timely guidance and how much friends do we need this that at the right moment the 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 the, 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 the word comes at the right moment the instruction comes at the right moment you get to know what to do you know um uh bible talks about a situation in matthew chapter 17 uh when uh Peter was accosted by the officials in the temple and they asked him, so uh, Peter, doesn't your master pay the temple tax? Now, Peter had a problem. Number one, he didn't have money to pay the tax. But number two, he didn't also know what answer to give. He didn't know whether it was proper for Jesus to pay the temple tax or not. So he goes to Jesus and brings this situation and says, I've met these people and they're asking this question. And Jesus said, well, you know, uh the sons are not supposed to pay tax but just so that uh these people are not offended go uh and uh cast uh unit and the first fish that you get open the mouth and you'll find a coin in it so this friends is timely guidance at the very time when peter needed money to pay the tax god guides him what to do and where to get that money. And he goes, he follows the guidance and it happens as he was guided. We see the situation of, of, of the two disciples who are sent to, to pick up the, the, the donkey. Uh, in, in the stories recorded, in, uh, among others, in Mark chapter 11, verses 1 to 6. To six. And, and Jesus said, you know, you'll go into the village uh, and as soon as you enter it, you'll find a cold tide, 
And then, uh, and then he describes the call, the condition, it, which has never been written by anyone. And then he says, and fasten and bring it. And if anyone asks you, why are you doing this? Answer, the Lord needs it. So these disciples go to this village. And indeed, where they were told they will find the cult, they found it. It was tied and it was the condition, you know, that cult which has never been written. And then when they begin to untie, the very question they were told they will be asked, they were asked, why are you taking this? And they gave the answer that they were given. So this, friends, is both timely and specific uh, guidance. I want to end with the example of Abimelech uh, in uh, Genesis chapter 20, uh, verses 1 to 7. You know, so Abraham was moving uh, with his wife, uh, Sarah. So when they come to this place uh, where Abimelech was king, Abraham tells Abimelech that Sarah is his sister, which was true, but not the whole truth. So then uh, Abimelech takes Sarah uh, to be part of his wife, uh, to be part of his harem. Uh, then the Lord comes and speaks to Abimelech in the night. Uh, um, let me see. Um, um, yes, yeah, so God came to Abimelech in a dream one night and said, "You are as good as dead because of the woman. Because of the woman you have taken, she is a married woman." So this is a timely guidance that was given to Abimelech because if he touched Sarah, he would be dead. But it was also timely that God was protecting Sarah and protecting the marriage of Abraham. Hallelujah. So then, friends, uh, God does uh, desire to, uh, to, to speak to us and God wants us to develop the ability to hear him, and he has given provisions of how we can develop this ability. God, when he speaks to us, gives specific guidance, much better than um, uh, a witch doctor can give. And then thirdly, God's guidance is timely. Uh, thank you uh, for listening, and may the Lord bless you. Uh, thank you very much, uh, Brother James. You have been very clear, and um, the Lord has used you to clarify many things, especially in this season uh, where we find ourselves. We are going to pray into this word, and uh, I have a strong sense in which I feel it shouldn't just be responding to the word like we we have uh, mastered it, but there should be a sense of um, of reverence, a sense of saying, Lord, you're, you're speaking to us and you want us to, to respond. You want us to act. So Father, as we come to you this morning, we are grateful that you do not give us, but you give us opportunity to hear you clarify the things that you have us 
encouraging us that we need to check how we are connected to God the, the state of our spiritual net, net network and just praying to that lord uh, we bring prayer to you those things that cause a disconnect the sin the disobedience lord the 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 the, the stubbornness the unwillingness to uh, to hear you even when you've spoken Lord, I pray that you have mercy upon us. Look upon us with mercy and forgive us. Lord, I pray that you teach us wisdom, that we will not be foolish, uh, but that we will uh, be uh, uh, will be wise, yes, Lord, to, 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 to obey you when you've spoken to us. And Lord, indeed, there are things that you've been specific and it is clear from the word, from the teachings that we've received, from the guidance we get from brethren. Lord, I pray that, that you give us the willingness to obey you. Give us the grace, Lord, to continually obey you, to, 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 to overcome the flesh and to defy it, Lord, and to overcome even confusion that sometimes is given by the enemy, Lord, and to overcome uh, confusion that are brought, oh God, by agents of the enemy, so that, Lord, we have a clear connection uh, with you. Uh, thank you and bless you in Jesus' name. Amen. Yeah, continue, Peter. Yes. Yes, uh, thank you very much. I was talking about uh, our inability to listen because of poor network and uh, my network deteriorated, but uh, uh, just uh, uh, you've, 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 uh, thank you for what you've done. Now, Father, we ask you, where we have been stiff-necked men and women, where we have been obstinate, we have not been obedient, where we have not benefited from the constant availability of your guidance, Lord, forgive us. Forgive us. We've been corrupted. We, we, we live in a world that teaches us uh, to rely on our own, that teaches us to be independent in our thought pattern. We work in places that teach us to, 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 to not take, you know, seek advice and we to focus on what we know. We live in a world that tells us we are experts, we, are, we know what we are doing. 
Yet, Lord, it is important that we rely on you. Now, Lord, upgrade our software. Upgrade our spiritual software, each one of us, to the level that we can uh, uh, be in constant connection, constant guidance from you in the name of Jesus. Father, you have told us that uh, trouble awaits those who are obstinate, who are not willing to listen, who seek views and ideas from wrong places. And for a long time, Lord, we have been victims of this. We have thought for ideas and views and direction from wrong places. We have, we have relied on sources that are not of you. We have considered your source as weak, and yet you've told us this morning that in repentance, in trust, is our salvation and strength. Yes, Lord, we seek that grace, that grace, because the foundation of your throne is righteousness and justice. Father, we ask you that you teach us by your Holy Spirit. Oh, yes, Lord, even in those hours where we need to tune in and hear from you, Lord, help us as a body of Christ, most especially those of us that call ourselves believers, those of us on this call, those of us that are called by your name. Father, oh, help us. Help us as a church. We have relied on voices from outside your sources. We have relied on sources outside your, your sources to, 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 to appoint leaders, to seek direction. Father, we, we, we are ashamed when we have to have issues, challenges, every time we are changing a bishop in a diocese like we are in uh, right now. We are ashamed when we cannot hear from you, when we cannot know who the next person, who the next leader should be. We are ashamed when we have to run to court to decide on who our next bishop should be. We are ashamed when we have to fight as, as, a, as a church to decide on who should lead us. Father, it, it goes a long way to show us how, how so detached we are. Father, we ask of you this morning in the name of Jesus that you bring us back to that place where we hear you and hear you well. We have been blessed with several examples this morning of people who heard you right and they got in a timely manner and in a specific guidance in a by way of, of that was so specific. And it saved the day, it saved the hustle, it saved the burden. Lord, that's what we long for. As we desire to come before you tonight, uh, this Friday night in, uh, in uh, the night of glory, our longing is that we'll be tuned, our network will be on. Yes, our settings will be right. Yes, Lord, we'll download, we'll hear when you speak in the name of Jesus. Lord, Father, we pray that, that you... You, you, you do a work in each one of us that uh, we will not let you down at the time when you speak to us, that we will not be ignorant at the time when you speak to us, that we will not be stubborn at the time when you speak to us, that we will respect those through whom you are speaking to us from. We will respect the giftings that you have given in us, O oh Lord. As a church, Lord, oh, what a joy it is when brethren understand each other's giftings. 
what a joy it is when we flow in those giftings and, and edify the church. What a joy it is when the gifts of the Holy Spirit are working, when the word of knowledge is received appropriately and not doubted, when the word of a prophetic word is received appropriately and applied. What a joy it is when, when, when the tongue is well interpreted and applied, when there is deliverance. What a joy it is when the timely intervention of God in decision-making helps the leaders to know direction. But Father, we have relied on everything else except your voice. Forgive us. Forgive us. We pray that in this season, you will make our settings right. In this season, you will upgrade us to the level where you want us to be. Blessed be your holy name. We give you thanks. We give you praise. We give you honor. We give you glory. Oh, yes. Friends, friends, there is a heaviness. There is a heaviness this morning concerning our ability to, to lay aside every form of, of pride, every form of self-exaltation, every form of ego, every form of I know it all, every form of wings, every form of, oh God, help us. We, we drink from different rivers. One river tells us to, to exalt ourselves. Another river, the river of God, tells us to humble ourselves. We drink from different rivers and we corrupt our systems. We fail to, 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 to have a clear way. Oh, Lord, this morning, please, may you help us. Thank you, Lord. In Jesus' name, I have prayed. Amen. Amen.